and welcome back to Remake Hot Take, the podcast where we play studio executives pitching remake ideas on our favorite and new media. I'm Maria Schwarz. And I'm Brooke Reese. And this week we are talking about the recent release. Was it direct to Hulu? I'm not sure if it was direct to Hulu or if this was a Hulu-sponsored production. but It was direct to me, so... <laughs> direct to consumer, um, specifically Maria. Uh, Quiz Lady, which we were doing this week because I saw clips of it on my TikTok for you page. <laughs> and I was like, that looks, that looks interesting. Um, RIP. RIP TikTok for you page specifically just for remake hot take because we have been yeah. shadow banned because we talked about cocaine We've bear been censored <laughs> censored for cocaine bear which is honestly the like dumbest way to go as well it is i mean but also justice for cocaine bear i mean like i think i sent be... them an i sent them an email that was like i understand you have guidelines but we are not speaking about the drug we are speaking about the film we are a movie podcast. How do you expect us to continue if we are censored under the guidelines? Can you unban our account? <laughs> I love that. You're like nothing yet. You're like we were actually talking about the feminist masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> and we're also an animal rights welfare group, so you're actually censoring scientific education and the feminist movement <laughs> at large. We are. So yeah, we won't be on your. No one's gonna see this. So uh, we're talking out into the into the. Empty and now void. they're asking me for my feedback on TikTok's email performance. Bad, bad. It's bad. Did <laughs> you they didn't respond to me? <laughs> well, then I guess that's just. Can you even rate something's performance if they if they didn't perform? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to think about that as a teacher. <laughs> Next time someone doesn't turn in an assignment, Maria, you're just like, I can't even give this a zero because not turning it in in itself <laughs> was a statement. Um, well, anyways, yeah, we watched this movie. I think it was released from what I saw maybe like sometime in September, but they've just been advertising really? it. That's what like I'd only said. heard about it now. Yeah, that's what it said when you like Google it. But I feel like those timelines are often off. I think that's like maybe when it initially released to like a few theaters or whatever, you know, because that happens. It's oh, like it says that it premiered at Toronto International Film Festival on September 9th. Yeah. And was re- released by 20th Century Studios via Hulu on november 3rd okay yeah because i was like i only saw the marketing for this on my isn't it crazy like the things that get like direct to like direct to video i don't know versus like remember it was just like cinderella reboots before when i was growing up and now it's like full-fledged movies i don't know yeah i mean that's like that's a whole conversation in itself i'm seeing like a lot of people on film twitter get upset and which I think was you know part of like these um like actors and writer strikes and everything is the way that streaming has like completely changed the landscape and that was just for like getting residuals and stuff was like the main thing that they were talking about but I feel like it's also like changed the expectation of like you can no longer even count on your movie being seen at all like they just um what was it it's like the acme like 
Wiley Coyote or whatever um, movie um, was just like completely made, was ready to go. And Warner Brothers was like, actually, we're just like not going to have this film like exist anymore. And they just completely shelved it and said it could never see the well, light of day. Well, they did that with the, the Brendan Fraser, what was it, like Batgirl or something? One of the superhero mm. DC comics they shelved, which... Yeah, Warner Brothers, I guess, with me. has now had like a, a notorious... We're not brothers anymore. <laughs> Warner strangers. We're Warner associates. <laughs> I'm slowly <laughs> lowering the bar here. Um, but yeah, Warner, what the fuck? Which which brother is it that's making these decisions? <laughs> but yeah, I want to imagine that it's Warner from Legally Blonde, <laughs> and then that checks out. Yeah, it does. He he's just like he did graduate from law school, so he does have like the legal system behind him. But his morals and his ethics are completely out the window. But yeah, people and he's dumb, <laughs> and he's dumb. Um, people people on um Twitter like film Twitter and film people that heard about Warner Brothers shelving the Wiley Coyote um, film, they did like, I think, protest enough that Warner Brothers did agree to at least have the option of like pitching it, having the producers pitch it to like other studios or something that could maybe release it. So I guess there is power in a protest <laughs> in, in this sense. Um, so that's good. But yeah, I think this like direct to Hulu kind of idea is something that's just totally new in this media landscape and I feel like it was happening you know with with COVID that was like the expectation for a while and then everyone was worried that like movie theaters were gonna die and then like Tom Cruise was like I'm single-handedly gonna like jump off as many cliffs as it takes to to get the film industry back in the game Um, and then he did and then everyone was like movies are back baby and people were going to theaters um but yeah i i feel like there's also a stigma that like direct to dvd direct to streaming releases are like shitty or like poorer quality or just like not not deserving of a movie theater sometimes they are your place or mine yeah your place that one should have just that one should have been a wily coyote situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) they should have gone to the final edit and been like guys we can't do this (laughs) we can't do this therese witherspoon she does not deserve this um but I loved this movie if we want to jump into how we feel about it I thought that this was like an adorable well-written funny quiz lady is what we're talking about right yeah okay (laughs) we've talked about a lot of movies that are not the movie that we're talking about we're just giving a general overview for (laughs) for our film-minded people watching this podcast but yes recentering ourselves with the the topic of today's pod quiz lady i felt like it did not live up to the stereotype of a, a direct to stream release and i thought it was like very well done a very well written funny had me had me giggling kicking my feet it was great i i liked it but that was my overall opinion maria do you want to jump into your overall thoughts on it good good okay so good not great <laughs> you text- i mean it was it was good i mean I don't feel strongly about anything right now in my current life situation. So it could be great. It could be great. I just don't have that range of emotions right now. But yeah, I mean, woohoo. <laughs> you, te- you texted me, you were like, well, this film is good, but it brought out a lot of family angst was your was your letterbox review of this movie. <laughs> Well, I think like, 
you know, it, and it didn't really comment on it exactly, but it did get into like the idea of, first of all, I don't know. Okay. And this might be like a mean thing to say, but I wasn't sure like how old Mm-hmm. like Sandra O oh was supposed to be and I felt like that was like a strange casting because I was trying to figure out the entire time the age difference between them because it seemed like if they're in Burbank and they're looking for a new place to live she's probably not over like 18 mm-hmm. right like the older sister so she's probably like 17 and she says that or 17 max and the younger sister is nine so they just like didn't look like they had an eight-year age gap. Um, my sister and I have a seven-year age gap, so I know a little something about. I think this. they have a ten-year um, age gap. Do they? Yeah, they. That was my guess. I like pride myself on trying to guess what age like people are or are being cast as. And you're right, like Sandra O. Oh, I feel like she, at least that I've seen her in, I haven't really seen her in anything other than like Grey's Anatomy as like the very serious I, I'm not a Grey's Anatomy watcher uh Princess Diaries principal oh yeah yeah Prince what is her name principal Gupta <laughs> or yeah Gupta <laughs> I think that's her name um and then also I'm not a Grey's Anatomy's fan but like my mom loved Grey's Anatomy and so I got like an, a detailed play-by-play every time she would watch it and um, what is she, Christina in Grey's Anatomy is like such a serious character. Uh, I would argue yeah. that Principal Gupta is also, she takes her job very seriously. <laughs> um, and then the only other role I think, I think off the top of my head that I can remember Sandra Owen is um, Under the Tuscan Sun, which is like early 2000s. One of my mom and I's favorite, favorite film. Her, I, some might say her, her biggest performance to date, where she plays like a single lesbian mother <laughs> who goes to Tuscany after her wife leaves her when she's like nine months pregnant. Um, but I thought it was a delightful change of pace for her, though. Like she, from at least what I've seen more recently with Grey's Anatomy to go from that like very serious role and I think that's the role that a lot of people like associate her with um it was also the mom in Turning Red okay but like to actually see her face like on screen though (laughs) she's you brought in Under the Tuscan Sun and then I brought in (laughs) the panda movie and suddenly ooh, that's off base (laughs) well we're talking about live action film um, you can't really tell how old someone is by their voice on the screen. But she plays an older mom. Yeah. The... And I think she was, she's still playing like an older character, but she is like an older character that very clearly is like, they're making her seem irresponsible and immature. And she like does not have her shit together. But I really liked that from her. I thought it was like a delightful mm-hmm. change of pace. And I, I really loved her performance. But yeah, I had guessed that they were 10 years apart and then they were 10 years apart and said it at some point in the film. Um, she was like, I can't remember when it says exactly their age gap, but yeah, I think it's 10 years. Yeah, but I think it also like got into like the idea of being like, like I wasn't like a surprise, you know, I was like a planned child. I mean, <laughs> okay. I wasn't a mistake. Like, initially, I think later on, they were like, oops. 
Um, but <laughs> you you weren't a mistake at birth. It was like when you hit three years old. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hmm. should have thought a little bit more about that one. Um, but um, but I think it gets into like the idea of you know being that super young kid when like all of your cousins are super old Mm -hmm. and being like the only one that was definitely like my experience with like my extended family is like I was you know the quote-unquote weird one because I was like four years younger than the youngest person there Mm -hmm. and so it's like everyone was talking about high school and so I was like the weird quiet one because what did I have to say about high school when I was like 10 and then I get to high school and I'm like oh my god everyone's gonna be talking about high school and I'm finally there and then they're all talking about college so it's like that kind of also like alienation of being like the youngest youngest and being on like a different completely different wavelength of like to anyone else in your family like sibling wise and stuff completely different like period of life Mm -hmm. you know yeah I mean we talked about it and you can relate to that (laughs) yeah I was about to say like you bring up only child like I'm like oh man you keep picking sibling movies and I feel like you're sad yeah maybe we can talk about that (laughs) I was like uh, we bring this up every pod but I am an only child and I watched this movie a couple days ago with my roommate and my roommate is even more of a unique sibling she's a triplet and I was like I was like isn't it fun that like one of my best friends in the world will never love me as much as she loves her brother and sister because you've like shared a womb and I feel like the twin relationship is like the closest bond that you can have like we just talked about it in Hill House and um and then my roommate was like yeah like it is and I was like that's unfortunate for me I feel like there's you know I feel like it's like do you love me more than your parents I mean I think that it's different though for like a parental relationship versus a sibling relationship because I feel like sibling relationships are different than friendship really friend relationships yeah and I think what I was getting at was like um I think at least from what I understand just like uh ob- observing as a casual observer <laughs> as, as like a researcher like a scientific I can just see you like standing in the window outside my home yeah <laughs> with a notebook I'm like okay so uh this this uh pairing here uh seven year difference how does that affect the you know what's funny in college in one of my psychology classes I actually did do research on only children versus sibling (laughs) dynamics like I have actual data uh specific to a college of William and Mary sample size um but anyways I think like from what I've observed it's nice to have a sibling where you know it's 50 50 if your sibling will like get along with you or if you're like bffs or just casual friends or if you hate each other's guts but um it it is like a relationship where they you guys can like fight and like absolutely say like the meanest things to each other and then you'd be like hey do you want to like get mcdonald's or like you've just absolutely like fist fought and we're screaming at each other and then they're like oh do you want starbucks maybe that's not maybe this is just unique to- <laughs> no i can't relate to whatever you're i think okay. you saw a movie 
no this is this is my like childhood friendships relationships with their siblings but I, yeah they're like there's a domestic violence <laughs> assault and then they're in the back of the cop car and they're like hey you want to get mcdonald's <laughs> maybe that's the classic sister sister moment okay maybe my maybe my data has been skewed this whole time because <laughs> what i was gonna say is that like it is super nice in it in my opinion, to have someone like a sibling who like loves you unconditionally. Cause I feel like friendships isn't unconditional love. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it is conditional. Like if, if your friend were to like treat you poorly. One step out of line, Brooke, and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Maria, you're this close. <laughs> I have my list of demands. <laughs> and if they don't get met, you're, I'm removing you from my phone um but it is I mean like with my parents at least like it's different but I could like say anything to my parents they would still like step in front of like a bullet for me or something oh. <laughs> do you and then I texted you during the movie and I said like do you think you have like a super close relationship with your with your sister and you were like I guess <laughs> so yeah, I don't really think about it yeah but, like, she would probably take a bullet for you, right? <laughs> I think so. But we're definitely not like this. Not like the quiz lady. I feel like we have more... We have definitely different personalities, but more similar mm-hmm. than whatever these two were doing. We also don't have a dog, so... <laughs> a shared dog that the one sister <laughs> just kind of gave up um well yeah so we have been like exploring some sibling dynamics and relationships the past couple movies but I did just really love the there were like a lot of great one-liners in this film um and I really liked this like um idea that the main character Annie is this person that like is completely invisible until she goes like viral on the internet um which is... I hate her and her like co-workers mm-hmm. like they're just like I don't know I that just made me so angry yeah her co-workers suck especially like at least at the end she starts to stand up for herself a little bit but mm-hmm. the part where they were like literally eating their lunch like in the open cubicle next to her because they have like no regard for her as a person who made me angry but she showed them she she ended up winning not only at the quiz but at life (laughs) wow wow do you think you would win in a game show I was gonna ask you one of the questions I was gonna ask was if you went on a game show and they had like the category what's a category that you know that you would like absolutely dominate um I think in general I did like did you do like scholarship challenges or quiz quiz like league stuff throughout high school Mm, we did we did I did um it was called scholarship challenge and it was like host did you get a scholarship no but it was hosted (laughs) I think I I don't know why it was called that actually (laughs) no it was a scam now that I I think it was clickbait (laughs) yeah I don't know why was it called that but it was hosted by like our local radio um and it was like a quiz league thing I am not the best at it but I was on the team that's how I would like summarize Mm -hmm. that experience I I was there I was along for the ride and I think I answered one question and it was uh, the answer was like orange is the new black 
And then the other thing that I answered was Leaves of Grass, which I don't even know. That's a book, I think. And I don't know what it's about. But it was Walt Whitman. It was somehow in my mind. And I said Leaves of Grass. And that was the correct answer. But we did win. Our team won. And I have like. And you didn't get a scholarship. I didn't get a scholarship, but we got. Actually, yeah, where did that. (laughs) Maybe we did get a scholarship. We They brought out a huge check. Like I po like we held a huge check. I don't know who got that money though. <laughs> Did I you didn't get that money? I didn't, maybe it was proportional to the amount of questions that we answered correctly. <laughs> so you got like 10 cents. So I got like a crisp 20 bucks. <laughs> it was like $10 per question. Man, uh, maybe I have like amnesia or maybe I just wasn't <laughs> asking the right questions. <laughs> in these moments maria you had to be there because you would have rolled up to the scholarship challenge you would have been like number one what is the scholarship and then they they (laughs) they bring out the giant check and you're like they're splitting that evenly right like do you need my like bank account info no i was just happy to be there i was just happy to be taking a photo with a giant check you're like maybe these are my siblings Really, I I do get myself into a lot of situations just trying to find someone who will love me unconditionally. Um, but you know, my only picture of unconditional love is just like beating the shit out of her, out of each other, and, and then, then going to McDonald's, and then going to McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> so this is why I um, am incapable of a healthy relationship. <laughs> um, but I think I would dominate at like specifically like a Harry Potter like. That's what I was thinking too. And we have, I mean, we did a bunch of like quiz, quiz league-ish, um, you know, trivia games and trivia nights. Mm-hmm. You were really good at Harry Potter though, because you like remembered um, like the row number or whatever. It was like row 97. Yeah, but no one listened to me about the <laughs> prophecy row. You did. I said it and then no one listened to me. I don't remember not listening, but I remember you did get it right. <laughs> um. But I think it would have to be specifically like Harry Potter books because I listen to like the Audible books like pretty much constantly mm-hmm. in the background. So I feel like a lot of I it... think I would be movies because yeah, you no, you would be I like haven't Oscars. reread the books in a while. Yeah, you would do really good at like an Oscars category or just film in general. Brendan Fraser. You do good at a Who's Your Daddy, <laughs> Nepo- <laughs> the nepotism category. <laughs> you would. I think we could do good at like Stranger Things or like the office or friends like something like all I think all like tv I don't think I could do like sports no (laughs) Travis Kelsey the Chiefs like that's (laughs) that's the only I think that's the only football team I believe that's the only one that exists that's the only one (laughs) because Taylor said so (laughs) and everyone else is just auditioning to get into the Chiefs. Everyone else is just hoping that they get a pop star girlfriend on the team because she, like, I will say, I knew nothing about Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs before this happened. That's not a reflection. Put him on the map. Yeah, that's not a reflection of his fame. That is a reflection <laughs> of my ignorance. But hey, it worked. If if football was needing to, you know, cater to a different demographic, I think they found it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think we'd be good at pop culture. Would you be good at psychology? Psycho- what kind of psychology questions would it be? Would would one of them be like, "Do you What's think your mother your loves brain? you?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just keeps 
going and it's actually just like it's not questions that have an answer it's just intense like relationship it's just questions web MD searches <laughs> if I combine these two medications what will happen it's like hey um like if <laughs> yeah it's like if you don't um check that you've turned off the stove uh 17 times which member of your family will die in a horrible <laughs> accident <laughs> and whose fault will it be yours um so i i think i'd be great at that category actually mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean uh do we want to like talk about any specific moments from the film that really stuck out to us um one of the things that I thought was hilarious is then, um, like that, not nursing home, but like assisted living or retirement community, whatever that had called him up and was like, like, hi, is this Anne? And she was like, yes. And she was like, I'm so sorry. We've lost your mother. And then the joke, she was like, oh my God, I phrased that so poorly. Like, you know, she's not here anymore. Let me tell you, that exact same thing happened to me, not with my mother, but it was with my childhood dog. Her name was Hime, and this was in freshman year of college. We, My parents and I had gone on spring break to Hilton Head, um, and we were, like, driving back. My parents had just dropped me back off at college, and they were on the road, and my friend's mom called and she was like, hi, Deb. Like, we're so sorry. Like, we lost Hime. And Hime was, like, 17 years old. She was one of those dogs where, like, when you babysit her, we're like, okay. So her heart will stop several times. Just give her a vigorous shake and it'll start again. She's blind. She's deaf. She can't walk. She can't pee on her own. Good luck. Um, so her she- disability is not a joke, Brooke. Well, it wasn't more less of a disability more so like she should have been euthanized a solid like year we we let her like her shelf life was way past the expiration date um but we loved her and she was okay the vet said she still liked eating and like you know sitting next to us (laughs) so I mean I wouldn't want someone to kill me if I still had like a love of ice cream how does the doctor know she likes sitting next to you well she observed us and she was like she seems at peace she was like i'm taking notes on what an only child is like yeah no fact i i literally we did uh a speech class a speech making class in high school and everyone we had to do one on like someone in our family that meant a lot to us and everyone did their siblings and i did it on hime <laughs> I did it on my 18-year-old blind cataract-ridden dog because she was like a second sibling. Well, like my only sibling. She was like a second child in the family. Um, But anyways, so she was like knocking on death's door multiple times. And so our like our friend that was watching her while my parents were on spring break with me, um, she literally called and she was like, we've lost Hime. And my mom was like, oh oh that's okay like was she alone like blah 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 and my friend was like um no like she's not in the house anymore (laughs) (laughs) you're like what do you mean so she had this like you buried her already (laughs) yeah we were like that's so kind of you we were gonna cremate (laughs) but (laughs) you know if you got the hole in the backyard you know more imagine you just make all those decisions that's like the wildest like dog center ever I feel like they really took control of the situation 
like we already had the funeral flowers were on the grave I'll show you the spot out back um but we were like oh is she alone she's like no she's not in the house and he may have like this um like doggy door and that was from my room that led out to this like fenced in side yard and our one friend who shall not be named like it this dog was so old that we had to have like multiple people come on like different shifts it was literally like elderly care like you couldn't ask one person to do too many days in a row because it was too stressful so the one friend that had been there the night before had left the the fenced in backyard open and poor little Hime. So she, again, keep in mind, blind, deaf, bad hips. <laughs> like she, she was, went out to her little backyard to go pee pee and poo poo. And she, the friend left the gate open. So at some point in the middle of the night, Hime wanders off into the abyss. And I just like to think that from her, this has a happy ending if anyone's getting scared. <laughs> so I just like to think, it's hilarious that from Hime's perspective, she could not differentiate like the great outdoors from like our living room because <laughs> she she couldn't smell, she couldn't see. So I like to think that in her mind, she was like, when did the kitchen get so big? Like <laughs> She just kept walking. And my mom was like, oh my God. And all these friends back home, my parents were still trying to drive from Hilton Head back to Pennsylvania. And... Um, while they were driving there, our like 18-year-old Ford truck broke down and it broke down the like same age as the dog. Same age as the dog. It was a bad year. It was a bad year for 18-year-old things. And their truck broke down. They had to go back to Williamsburg, Virginia, rent a car, and then head back to Pennsylvania. And oh wow, bringing it all back. Um, people put, um, we put like an advertisement on the local radio that had hosted scholarship challenge. Um, his name was Chuck. Chuck died tragically a few years later, but, um, he wandered out of the back. <laughs> Chuck got out of his enclosure. Um, no, Chuck, uh, um, Chuck was like the local radio personality and he, and someone like called in and said like lost dog, be on the lookout. And so he was like a bit of a celebrity in the small town. So they got it on the radio. Um, and then someone found Hime. And what's also really funny is that um, they found her like a couple miles away from her house. So big, big, big couple of days for her. She thinks she was missing like three days. And wow. um, someone had called in that they thought a dog had been like hit because it was like she was like limping on the side of the road. They were like dogs in bad condition. She's clearly been hit by a car like multiple times and then my mom went and picked her up from the shelter and she's like oh no that's just her like arthritis (laughs) she's like that's just her bad hip like she definitely was not this was not a case of like vehicular manslaughter um it was just a case of like not having her humera um so uh we got Hume back but yeah I just wanted I thought it was just hilarious that within the first five minutes in the movie I was like wow I've had that exact same experience um of being called and and uh thought that someone was dead but actually they had just wandered off um he may wasn't much of a gambler but she was gambling with her life <laughs> like the mother <laughs> um which also brings me back to another question that i wanted to ask um which is a central theme of this movie is like you've never had a pet but just imagine for a moment like what links would you go to 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 save your dog or whatever pet 
you had because Annie, quiz lady, she's she's conquering her anxiety. She's getting out of her shell and she's blossoming into the person she's meant to be. All for her little uh, 18-year-old dog. Oh, which is another central theme well, of this movie. <laughs> Linguini I've, is also um, on his last legs. I've often thought about people with dogs. I think for my observations i would say that they often get into fist fights with their dog and then say we're gonna go to mcdonald's after yeah. i don't know if that is true or if that is just the films I, I, you know it's a little bit of both the films exaggerate that a little bit <laughs> pete, pete is never happy with the fist fights that me and me and my sibling dog he may got into um, but i can't imagine being in that scenario i don't know personally I would have um, perhaps let Linguini live out his last days because one of the best twists of this movie is that the, like, Asian gangster, the, like, Tong member or whatever, is actually, like, an avid animal rights activist. And he Mm -hmm. is giving Linguini, I thought that was just the funniest twist on this that they could do um, because I feel like that's, like, you know, like a common like hostage theme and they're so worried about what's happening to the dog and then they decide to go in this totally opposite route where he is like he's bankrupt because he has rescued so many animals but Mr. Linguini I like to imagine that that is the spinoff for dogs like that was it the dog hotel or dogs hotel yeah. whatever that movie is with um Emma Roberts yeah I never saw it but hotel I... for dogs hotel for dogs <laughs> But I saw the commercials for it. But yeah, he, Mr. Linguini is getting Wagyu beef. I can't afford to give him that lifestyle. So like, they're they're low on money and they're giving the dogs Wagyu beef? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe an accountant? Like, I don't know. <laughs> You're I don't like, know. I just, things aren't adding up. Like, yeah. Do we need a professional masseuse for that one dog or can we just like yes, I, rub his belly sometimes like pro bono? Like no. do we need See th- this is how you can clearly tell you're not a pet owner because if I was in serious financial trouble and Mr. Linguini looked at me with his beautiful little brown eyes, I would be spending uh like $100 an ounce on Wagyu beef <laughs> and um I would be getting the personal masseuse. So no, I think he's spending his money in exactly the right places. And in an alternate like in an alternate time span for me, I I could see myself potentially becoming a gang member to afford my pets the lavish lifestyle <laughs> that they deserve. Um but personally, Mr. Lee Yeah, but if someone stole your bunnies, what would you do? Well, if they that's what I was gonna say. If someone had Mr. Linguini, but they sent me the video of him like in a fur coat eating Wagyu beef having the time of his life looking absolutely content it would it would be like an adoption situation like I would have to be like I'm like a you know I'm a single teenage mom and and I love this baby but I think that this family can provide more (laughs) so in that scenario I'm just letting Mr. Linguini ride it out like he doesn't have that long Mm -hmm. he probably it's like a similar he may situation he probably doesn't know where he is. He's he is cataract and uh and deaf. So he just thinks that what like, does the what does the gang do if you don't have a pet? 
What is the what? Are they like powerless? Is the gang powerless against you if you don't have a pet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it seems like he really just goes after the dogs. So I think if you're like a cat household, you're totally fine. They can't get any collateral. <laughs> He's like, I'm actually interested in uh, dogs only. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was another really fun twist. Um, <clears throat> and then we touched on it briefly, but I loved Sandra O oh in this role. And she's playing about like 10 years younger than she actually is, but I think she pulled it off. And I was like, she looks good. Um, and yeah, I think I just struggled to get into it at first because mm-hmm. like her character is so like, it's like 100, like it's not even like in the scale of like one to 100, it's like 100 all the time. So I like struggled a little bit to get into that mode. Um, you mean like, but I think as- like her performance like is always very on yeah yeah and just like very like screaming every line <laughs> and all of that stuff so it wasn't like there was like a range and like I understand that that is like the point of the character but I think in the beginning based on like what I knew of Sandra O's character and her or I mean her acting work it was like a little jarring mm-hmm. um you know it was hard to see the mom from turning red do that yeah I loved it. I thought she was doing a great job. I loved her, um, like, fashion sense in this. I was like, man, she is homeless and she is waiting on that, what is it, Chuchi's money? Um, mm-hmm. But she is not letting that stop her from having a fabulous wardrobe. And I loved every single outfit that she had. Um, I thought another funny moment was when she, like, posts the clip and um, Quiz Lady Annie goes viral and I loved, like, all of the article names, like, if you stop to, like, read all of them, because I feel like that's how it is, like, every time we post a clip on TikTok and people are, like, writing in-depth think pieces <laughs> about it, it was, like, it was, like, sh- does this, like, support Asian discrimination and blah, 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 and it was, like, these hate article titles and these, like, in-depth things, and I was, like, yeah, that's, like, what happens every time we post about spy kids three or something that has absolutely no bearing um on serious things in this world um another one that i thought was funny was when she's like um annie is like absolutely like tripping balls on whatever meds that jenny has given her so she can relax and do um the audition process and i love how she's like she's trying to like pull it off and say like oh um like you know she she's diabetic I need to give her diabetes medication so she stops like acting so weird and the doctor's like that's not going to control her symptoms and she was like are you a doctor and he was like yes and she was like are you a diabetes doctor and he was like yes and that was like one of the funniest like lines that I've seen in a while I just thought that was hilarious and Um, it's not a like a 2020 era comedy movie without a drug imagination yeah they they have been doing a lot of those um I really like them though I think they're uh very fun two people who don't do drugs (laughs) yeah who knows I hope that like if I start tripping on Claritin (laughs) had too much Allegra today (laughs) um yeah so I really liked that scene I loved uh, Ben Franklin and the historical inaccuracies of he's got to pick. He's got to, you know, Ben Franklin had to do some character work himself. He had to think about I mean, his motivations. 
it did remind me I think of, like of Colonial Williamsburg mm-hmm. where it's like they're all like I mean I don't think Colonial Williamsburg is very intense like you'll walk by and you'll they'll be like oh my car didn't start today and it's like do you mean your cart <laughs> do you mean your cart do you mean your um, horse was tired today <laughs> ma'am stop ruining um, the illusion and then they'll just like they'll take your credit card and like be like we take visa and it's like what's that <laughs> is that a parchment like what what is that like I don't know it's it's not as intense but um I could see the the kind of comparison I think also with like historical things like I wanted to know when he was Benjamin Franklin like in what era is he Benjamin Franklin because I think that's also the in like the problem with a lot of these like historical experience things like Colonial Williamsburg when is it Colonial Williamsburg (laughs) because some of them you'll go in and they'll be like there the war is happening other places you'll go in Colonial Williamsburg they're like the war is over other places will be like yeah it's it's like in the middle it's in the before the war the middle of the war and the end of the war in all different places and it's like we just need like a message board to like get on the same level (laughs) or something or like the news I don't know so do you think it is I like to imagine that they are all in the same time period it's just that the walk like from the beginning of colonial Williamsburg all the way over to like the the gun the masonry and the the courthouse that's too far of a walk for them so Paul they're is really trying. out of date <laughs> they... Paul Revere, he's making the rounds but it just hasn't gotten there yet <laughs> but this is why they need town meetings <laughs> they're like everyone just an update war officially over <laughs> well in in colonial times the town meetings were church so that's people true just aren't People just aren't going to church anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we've lost God and we've lost the word of mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's funny. This is a complete tangent, which is so unlike me. Um, <laughs> but I was just thinking about how like when I was in Italy and these churches were like gorgeous. And can you imagine being like a peasant with like, I don't know, some diseases in like a 20 year lifespan like, I would also be going to church. Like, church would be great. Church is, like, the center of the town, and it would be a place. I mean, place... at least you get to, like, drink the blood of Christ. Yeah, you get a little bread, you get some wine, and you're in a pretty, like, stained glass, like, warm building, and you're talking with all your friends. Like, it would, I would be the churchiest church person ever. It would, I would get so into it. It would be, like, an extracurricular activity snack and gossip (laughs) yeah literally like snack update on the town drama do a little prayer and like you're good to go it would be fantastic um but like now we just have like twitter (laughs) for all of that so i i can see why uh the religious um people are are worried um what so one thing like i obviously am not the the spokesperson for talking about the the like subtleties of depicting like Asian American culture on screen (laughs) (laughs) like if anyone didn't get that (laughs) I I should not be the the expert here um but I did think that they did like a really good job um of having these like based on your experience based on my experience as an Asian American woman (laughs) um I let me just say like I thought that it was 
um, really funny to me. It seemed like what they were trying to do, like what seemed to be a recurring theme, at least they used um, Jenny, like the older sister played by Sandra Oh, as uh, she like uses her Asian-ness um, to like get her way sometimes. Basically like relying on white people's ignorance of Asian American culture to get like to further herself and to get advancements. And I thought it was really funny the way that they played off of that and played off of stereotypes. So like she, Jenny seems to be someone that's like always like on the edge and like ready to to point out like someone's racism. Um, and so it was like when she clearly is being like a reckless driver and she has put Annie in the trunk and then she's like driving on the wrong side of the road and it's like so funny and she like says to the to the car that like honks at her and says like learn how to drive um and it's playing off of like an Asian stereotype that Asian people don't know how to drive or can't drive well and then the car like pulls up and she calls him she like calls him out and she's like you're a racist and then he pulls up and it's like another Asian person it's like another Asian man and that was like one really funny instance and then one where they're like particularly playing off of like white people's ignorance was also in that <clears throat> audition sequence scene and um like Annie says something like crazy because she's tripping balls and she's like the clouds are gonna die or like the clouds are are gonna like we've spared the clouds or something like that and Jenny's still trying to cover for her and she's like oh yes like an ancient Chinese saying like the clouds are the clouds are not gonna die like it's great and then they like pan to another like Asian person that's in the audition crowd and he's like this is not a thing (laughs) so I thought that was really funny um, and then at the end, it kind of comes full circle when we have, um, what's the like big contestant, Ron is his name? Buck Ron, yeah. Yeah, Ron is at the end there. And it kind of comes full circle because Ron is like actually racist and says like the mm-hmm. first like actually racist thing in the movie is like, oh, you're doing some sort of like Asian mind meld or whatever when they win at charades. And Jenny even says she's like, oh, actual racism. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I thought that was like a really funny um, reoccurring theme throughout the movie that I think they like played off really well. Did you have anything else? I have one like criticism of this movie that I can talk about before um, we move into remakes. I just had to say I do love when movies like involve like I don't know come back to different characters like I mm-hmm. liked how everyone from her journey is like watching like I like when movies like like book smart everyone kind of like comes back in the end and I really like that I also thought what a strange final movie for the guy who played Wee Herman yeah what a strange way to go yeah um as Alan coming <laughs> um and um I also really liked the like kind of not like end credit kind of things mm-hmm. but like the end of like where are they now and like she's a murderer and like yeah I texted um, you I that felt so Maria like the specifically like the the things that were written about the people I was like that is absolutely something that it feels like Maria would write it is hard when everyone gets fajitas (laughs) yeah like tables just like aren't ready for that yeah they don't have the capacity um but yeah I loved that ending I mean this is like one of the second best like food commentaries we've gotten from a comedy movie I just always think about um I don't know if you've seen Lovebirds mm-hmm. I think it's Lovebirds um where Keneal Nanjiani's character says um he's like why do they give you the little extra milkshake 
bit like why don't they just measure it to fit in the cup yeah which is true that's true I've never gotten an extra milkshake bit though really like you never never get like the milkshake and then like a little like metal container of the extra milkshake no maybe it's because I'm fat maybe they're like (laughs) maybe well if you go to like a diner you go to like a diner they usually do it Mm. um I thought it was interesting I didn't know what direction they were gonna go because it's a movie that is building up you know this is kind of a general theme where movies that like build up an icon for a character that then they actually like meet in the end and it can go one of two ways the person that they want to meet is either like totally not what they expected absolutely crushes their idealization of this person or it could be like they live up to their expectations um so he wasn't quite sure how they were gonna have will ferrell play that off um because you know at the center of this movie is like it's a story about kind of like a broken family right we have the dad who divorced the mom and then like died tragically and it touches on the more like serious side of asian culture with that i think they said that their dad was korean specifically but that they went to their cousins that were on their dad's side of the family and that there was this idea of like this asian um like in the asian culture this like shame and this guilt over their dad that had died because he died like not living up to expectations that they would have of of the dad or of the man of the family and that like in their culture even though he was dead like they wouldn't even like mention his name and how how much that like was hurtful for um especially like annie being only like nine years eight or nine years old um and so that that was like an interesting more serious take on on describing like um Asian culture and I guess specifically the Asian American experience of like shame and guilt I feel like those are two like common themes that are explored um Mm -hmm. but um it was you know at, at the center of it is this broken family a mom who has like alcohol problems has a, a gambling problems has like gambled their life away never took them seriously and we see how like differently they react to that so like Jenny the older sister is kind of following in her mom's footsteps right so she like criticizes Annie criticizes her for being irresponsible and not being like a full adult and she's like this 45 year old woman who's dressing like she's 20 and she never really grew up and she's kind of following in the mom's footsteps and then you can see Annie is the one that, like, idolized her dad, and she takes the complete opposite approach to having, like, an unstable family life, and she becomes extremely stable, picks a very boring, like, internal accounting job or whatever, um, and she sees, like, this figure of Terry as her kind of, like, pseudo-dad, and that's who she's watched every day growing up, and that's part of the reason that she watches it. So I was interested to see if they were going to have him, like, completely not live up to her expectations or just be this sweet kind of dad figure, and they did the latter, which I thought was good. I thought, you know, it ultimately fit for um, the more lighthearted nature of this, like, comedy movie, but it maybe would have been interesting to see, like, Terry be an asshole or something and and see her having to, like, even more so like find her own way and find her own purpose that was outside of the quiz game I felt like it was kind of a nod to like the Alex Trebek yeah kind of thing oh yeah it definitely was yeah yeah definitely um and the idea of like a younger co-host like taking over for the big star um and unfortunately with Alex Trebek we didn't even get to have that like 
transitional ending, right? He unfortunately like passed away from um what kind of cancer did he have? I think it was what cancer, is, right? Yeah, what is <laughs> yeah cancer? you have to answer in know. question form. Um <clears throat> so yeah, obviously for people who are fans of of Jeopardy, this was mimicking that in a lot of ways. <clears throat> and it would have been nice if we could have seen Alex Trebek, even though he did it for you know, decades, um, see him like go out on his own terms and not because of passing away from a terminal illness. But the only other criticism that I have is that <clears throat> Fran played by Holland Taylor. I think she should have had her moment. I mean, she kind of had her moment because she mm-hmm. met her idolized person, but I really liked, I thought it was well, like maybe. a good twist when they had her and she was good at charades. And I was like, that made me sad. I was like, oh, this is going to be her moment. And I know they had to switch it to show like how intimately they knew each other, even though Jenny wasn't like smart on the surface and she didn't know these things. Um, but I still felt bad for Fran and I think she should have had mm-hmm. her moment. Yeah, I like that we have that moment of like the little sister doesn't really realize how much the older sister does for them kind of thing. But maybe, like, she wins for, like, 90 more episodes. So maybe Fran is her, like, partner <laughs> for, like, one of those. That's true. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> All right. Did we want to move into our remakes? So we just talked about it. I think that Fran needs her moment. Um, mm-hmm. If she doesn't, uh, if she isn't able to go on for one of the 99 shows that <laughs> Annie goes on to win, um, I think that we should get... Holland Taylor and her girlfriend Sarah Paulson in there I think it should just be an after credit kind of thing and I think it should be Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor um just as themselves not even as different characters (laughs) in the in the celebrity edition of the quiz show um because I think that learning that they were a couple was so enlightening to um who's who Sarah Paulson is <laughs> as a person oh. because they have like a 40 year age gap it it is so interesting anytime that happens with a celebrity I'm always just intrigued and not to be like ageist but it is like especially interesting like the dynamics are totally different when it's like two women versus like an 80 year old man and like a 20 year old woman like you know what I mean I was talking about Mm -hmm. this too with like expectations of celebrity men and it's it's so crazy like anytime there's a man a celebrity that's actually dating like a woman who's of a semi-appropriate age we're like congratulations round of applause (laughs) like Keanu Reeves is dating someone that's like a year younger than him I'm like we must bow down to the king like I don't even know anything else about him but he seems great and the expectation of all celebrity men is like they will be a hundred years old and they will still choose to date a 19 year old. Um, so I think that's that... from Taylor Swift. Is it? Did she say that? Yeah. She says something like, um, I grow older, but your girlfriends stay my age or something like that to Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yep. It's... Which we were talking about. Travis Kelsey last night Mm -hmm. me and my dad this is just a little aside (laughs) and he was like I hope Travis Kelsey doesn't break up with her the way that Paul Rudd did which was over text which one Travis Kelsey will never break up with her but also when where where did Paul Rudd come into this (laughs) I was gonna say 
he hasn't dated her, right? <laughs> I think he was trying to say Joe Jonas, but somehow we got oh, to Paul Rudd. Okay. Classic Greg mistake. Yeah. Easy to mix up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's interesting when it's like two women, because I feel like that's that doesn't often happen. We don't hear about that as much. Um, That like wild age gap. And I just love them. I love Sarah Paulson. And I I just want to see them have their moment on the quiz screen. So I think that's our way of of getting Fran back in action. It's just, is Will Ferrell still Will Ferrell? Yeah, absolutely. Or is he the? Or is is like is Will Ferrell playing the same character? Is he Will Ferrell in the celebrity version? I think we have him run back and forth between hosting and then also <laughs> okay. being a contestant as Will Ferrell, and I think he could do it. He could pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So another option for a remake, uh, is that we instead of doing Quiz Lady, we have uh Quizlet Lady. Um, so I don't know if you relied on Quizlet in in high school um, for your for your studying needs, uh, but I sure did. I think they now require like payment even for entry level Quizlet using. Oh wow! So that's a shame. Everything's behind a paywall these days. <laughs> but um, I think that this is the same movie, but um, dramatically different in that she she doesn't watch the quiz show and she doesn't make any money. She just really likes putting together like quizlet packets for her for her own studying needs um or maybe she just looks at other people's as well like she's like yeah. oh i need to pass this ap bio exam <laughs> yeah. at 35 or whatever ap bio was my most used like quizlet thing because oh. all of them were on there and my like teacher would just like pull questions from quizlets like that's how they created their tests so I was like this is perfect I don't need to to use any knowledge I just need to memorize the quizlets um so yeah I think it's quizlet lady is like the touching story of um a woman with an even more extreme mental illness that just sits at home every day has a little alarm go off and then she hops over to the laptop uh pulls up the iconic uh blue screen and just starts flipping through those flashcards like it's nobody's business um and then another thing that I think would have just absolutely, you know, changed the game for this story. One of the like pivotal moments is the 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 reveal that Annie was so uncomfortable with her cousins and felt so outcasted that she had to like dig a hole in the backyard and shit in the hole. Um, I think that if we just add in like a Febreze bathroom spray, the whole situation goes away. Because I don't know if she was worried about them hearing. I think she mentioned hearing them hearing that she was in the bathroom. But if she just like walks a little more stealthily and then we have like a good, like a, like a poopery, like a Febreze, something that you put in like before, um, she, she could accomplish all of her needs and then Jenny can stay, <laughs> stay in Burbank. <laughs> um, she can stay in Burbank and fulfill her California dreams um, so yeah, Poopery should have sponsored this movie <laughs> and it would have been vastly different. Um, and then the last one here <clears throat> is an obvious one. Um, I think it should have been a Quiz Lady uh, John Wick crossover. So <laughs> yeah, an obvious one. <laughs> Very obvious. Everyone was thinking it, right? So I think the moment that uh, Mr. Linguini gets stolen um Keanu Reeves like busts down the door of her like pathetic little apartment and he's like I know exactly how to handle this 
Um, and then the movie goes off in a very different but more important direction um, about getting justice for Mr. Linguini. And it it's it's Annie just absolutely gunning down everyone in her path. Multiple people are murdered. Like no one is safe. Fran dies. Jenny dies. She has lost everyone in her family. Um, but unlike John Wick, she gets Mr. Linguini back. It's basically John Wick if if the people that um came into his house didn't quite murder the dog, they just, you know, captured him as a hostage. So I think that's another uh, potentially more beautiful way that we could go <laughs> interesting all right what are your remakes um I was thinking that for one maybe like she's not even interested in like a quiz show like she's just like she watches naked and afraid every every day <laughs> yeah. and so then she's forced to go on like naked and afraid because I think she has the afraid part down. Yeah. I think it's the naked that we have to work on, um, which is something that I feel like I relate to as well. Um, <laughs> as someone with an anxiety disorder. <laughs> yeah. um, and she goes viral for the very wrong reasons um, because she watches the show in the nude and that's how her sister films her. <laughs> So does she end up on like a porn website? Yeah. Oh no. It's only fans, but oh, only God. watching the show. <clears throat> um, and then I was also thinking, which I'm surprised you didn't have, because this felt obvious to me. Um, instead of the dog, um, well, so okay, so Anne's Annie, Annie's video has come out, um, and she's sitting in her home and there's like a small knock at the door like very very small like like just very very small Mm -hmm. and she opens the door and there's a little uh rat um and he introduces himself as Remy and he (laughs) says um your mom had gambling debt and they took my friend Linguini um (laughs) Oh no. And um and so then Annie has to do the show, but she also wears like a tall hat, mm-hmm. almost <laughs> like a chef's hat. Yeah. And um it's she's not she doesn't get the knowledge necessarily from Remy, but he's like pushing her to press the button. And then um at the very last minute, Linguini returns and she and he becomes the charades partner. Um and they lose. So who's Linguini? Is it Remy's Linguini that returns or Annie's Mr. Linguini? The Remy's Linguini. Okay, I like it. The li- Linguini dog is fine. <laughs> okay, completely if not involved. stolen a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love that. I, I also like the idea... What if we just switch the Linguinis? <laughs> what if what if in this crossover the dog just goes get it wrong? <laughs> the dog just goes with Remy. <laughs> and Remy's trying to move this little pug's hands to operate <laughs> in the kitchen. And and Anne just has a a, a redheaded a man. man curled up in her <laughs> that she just you know she found him off the streets he's a rescue but she Mm -hmm. loves him just the same I love that really nice and then my final one was 
um, after all of this waiting, Anne goes on the show and they're testing new hosts. So <laughs> she doesn't even get to meet the oh, guy no. and she meets like Anderson Cooper. <laughs> oh, she has no, God. no personal stake in. I love that. <laughs> they're, they're in the the post-Alex Trebek phase of just getting mm-hmm. whoever's in there. <laughs> Whoever wants to ask the questions. I like it. Okay. Did we want to do any role for remakes? Whatever you want to do. Let's do one. Okay. Together. I'm going to roll, okay? Yes. Okay. Ten. Brooke, put yourself in the film. Ooh, Okay. I could be like working at the nursing home. <laughs> Where... No, I was thinking you're Mrs. Franklin. I don't even know if he was married. <laughs> Benjamin. But... <laughs> well, didn't that's the something else I was gonna bring up. Didn't Ben Franklin have like a weird sex life? Or is this just like I an internet he had, rumor? Like, a lot of like he had a like, lot French of orgies. Or he had like, yeah. a lot of orgies. Like Ben Franklin was a man of many talents. Like he he was coming up with a lot of stuff, but he was he also was coming. Up. He was also coming a lot. <laughs> um, uh, I think yeah, I think he literally led like a a sex party swinger lifestyle. Um, okay, then you're one of the swingers. No, I think I'm either at the nursing home um, that the the mom escaped from, and I think I'm like the unfortunate person who was on like watch duty that day and. <laughs> I, I like get fired immediately like mm-hmm. I, I think I'm the person I'm supposed to be like sitting at the door watching all the elders making sure they don't wander um, and she just slipped like right past my reach um, and then okay I'm forming a whole story for myself so that's where I start out and then because I let Mrs. Mom what's her last name Yum Mrs. Yum um, because I let her wander off into her destiny with Kevin um I am fired, but then I quickly go back to the temp agency, um, which then I am reassigned to the Ben Franklin Hotel. And then <laughs> hotel you get fired, and then you're a CIA code breaker. <laughs> yeah, and then, then I'm a CIA code breaker, um, also from the temp agency. They, they famously <laughs> hire exclusively from temp agencies. Um, and then I'm sitting in the room with with the guy that was playing charades and Jenny's ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. um so I, I'm I'm hanging out with the bros but Maria where would you put yourself um I live I work in the floor below Annie and I'm seen in the background <laughs> okay <laughs> just maybe in an elevator I like it. So I like how I made myself a background character, but I'm still actively engaged in the story. You made yourself an extra, Maria. I'm like, oh, cool. That's the girl. Okay. So you have one line. No, I think it. (laughs) (laughs) You can see it in your face, though. You're, You're standing at the water cooler. You're like, oh, hey, oh, that's the girl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do we want to do one more for each of us? Sure. Uh, people get therapy. Who would you give? Therapy? Oh God, they they genuinely need this. It's shocking the amount of times that like a BetterHelp ad would really <laughs> would really change. I the would course. give it. I would give it to that dog who always needs to be rubbed and see maybe if that comes from birth or someplace else. I would. 
not go the obvious route, I would give it to the um the general manager of the Chuchis because <laughs> I think that he is hurting <laughs> after this lawsuit. Who whoever was, you know I would give it to the fish bone that was choked <laughs> on. That fish bone became famous. <laughs> He um, was like, is everything my fault? He's constantly blaming himself. Yeah, he he's just like sitting in a little in a little pile in the dumpster of Chuchi's, just thinking to himself how many millions he just cost his 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 owner, his his distributor. Um, but yeah, I think I'm giving it to Chuchi's general manager because they came under a lot of fire from like the owner that day um and they were probably fired they probably need help so yeah Brooke what have you been watching (laughs) great performance um (laughs) what have I been watching I've been trying to watch Frozen for the last couple days (laughs) and I've only gotten like 20 minutes in at a time because my roommate um unequivocally refuses to to watch it with me and then yesterday what was the name of that movie um shoot what was it oh fuck i don't know Ugh. describe it it's an apocalypse movie oh, apocalypse movie with evan ethan ethan's slater slater is that a name no ethan slater is that aria grande uh, ariana grande's <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not who it is um what was the name of it I need to phone a friend. Hello. What was the name of the movie we watched last night? I have no idea. Can you look on our recently watched? It was on Prime, right? Battle Los Angeles. That's what it was. Um, it wasn't great. <laughs> Who did Los Angeles battle? Uh, like aliens. Um, oh. it it wasn't good. It was okay. Who's the Aaron Eckhart? Why did I think his name was Ethan Slater? <laughs> I don't know. Even close. I don't know where that came from. Um, Aaron Eckhart. It's like a military movie. So here, let me talk about it. So I have very distinct taste when it comes to apocalypse movies, and I can break them down into like many subcategories because I've seen so many. Um, so it, it's apocalypse slash natural disaster slash just chaotic disaster movies in general um and I like like natural disaster a la 20 like 2012 that movie which um it was just it there was like the anniversary of 2012 the movie came out like I don't know how many years ago 14 years ago or something um so those are my favorite ones where it's and specifically I most like ordinary people trying to survive extraordinary circumstances <laughs> that's like the tagline of Brooke's favorite films are ordinary people surviving extraordinary circumstances and I'll differentiate that from like military people like surviving extraordinary circumstances I don't know why but I, I feel like it's because I'm I'm genuinely yes that was why we watched <laughs> it um I I do feel I think I like the ordinary people one because there is like even though these are completely unrealistic never in my life would happen I am like subtly like taking notes like I'm someone that has just enough anxiety siblings and then disaster (laughs) I'm an observer in general um 
and I am I am like jotting down some mental notes here um I have like just enough anxiety in me that I'm like well like better watch these movies you know just in case um so I really like disaster ones like and and the cheesier the better so like 2012 the pinnacle of that um like San Andreas with The Rock um like all of these are good ones and then this one was specifically a military like group surviving an alien invasion um which go you know military we watched because it was veterans day <laughs> i was like this one's for the for the boys in camo <laughs> i was like this one's for you guys let me watch this movie um and the actor Aaron Eckhart, who I thought was Ethan Slater, not in appearance, just by name. Um, he looks like he has served time. Like I feel like he has been in so many military movies, not prison time, <laughs> like military time. He has served on a twenty-four hour clock. Um, but he just has like such a face. He he looks like he is a veteran. I don't know if he is. Um, but I feel like he's played in a lot of military movies. He could have only played in one, but it just feels like he's been in many. Um, so I watched Face has seen war. <laughs> he does. He looks battle-worn. I don't know what it is about him. Um, <clears throat> so we watched that. It wasn't very good. Oh, the day before that, we watched Scorpion King, which isn't Scorpion oh, no. King. So <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but <clears throat> I thought you said that it's like a tangent like a a sub series like spinoff uh, yeah like a spinoff of a mummy movie that he, the scorpion king was in he was like the mm-hmm. the antagonist in it um yeah, i don't know but one. we watched it i haven't i haven't seen the film that this originated from this was the first you haven't seen the second mummy movie i don't think so <laughs> but i haven't okay i only saw Ooh. this this first movie of the spinoff and oh boy was that just why would horrible. you start there because it said it was the first one and then only later did i put together i was like wait i'm pretty sure maria said something with the scorpion king was like her favorite something and then i googled it no <laughs> i thought you said first off no <laughs> something you said that what was it that you said the first mummy movie is the best mummy movie i don't know i'm all sorts of confused but... yeah i yeah i'm getting that <laughs> but anyways we watched that one and it was horrible just no you well, said mummy too you said that the mummy where they come back and it's like the old people playing it was your favorite. You said that at some point. What old people playing it? Like Brendan Fraser old and they have they have replaced the woman with a different woman. No, that's yes. Mummy 3 and that's the worst one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe I mixed up What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe I mixed up favorite for least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess the scorpion wasn't even in that one. No. Um, um, okay, well, then anyways, this is a pointless, pointless conversation. Scorpion King was awful. It was so bad. It was Watch so, Mummy so, 2. That's your homework. It was so bad. I don't even know if I can bring myself to do it, but... He's not even in it that much. That's a blessing. That's for the best, <laughs> because... This was horrible. It but was the like, CGI is a lot worse because they like rushed it. 
so he looks awful in it yeah the mummy too i don't know i've never seen scorpion king he looks awful in scorpion king too it's like as soon as dwayne johnson like had some hair growing out of him in this film and his hair is long and luscious it's like all acting abilities went out the window it's like the bald head (laughs) fuels his performance um but yeah so i watched that and i don't know i think that's it i've talked for long enough what have you been watching um i went to see um the eras tour in theaters did you yes how was it were people screaming it was well like no like they were supposed to i understand if you were like excited or whatever and some people like sang along but just for like maybe six songs or something the people in front of us just stood up and they didn't sing along they didn't dance they just stood and they weren't even like swaying no and then when the song ended they just probably sat was it like it was like bass it was like church <laughs> they literally were like everyone it was like rising rise. for the judge yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all rise they did it they like sang they literally thought they were at church the they sang the choir sang their song taylor swift did her piece and then they sat right back down it was so odd we didn't understand what was going on um and then like because we had made friendship bracelets beforehand Mm -hmm. because we thought maybe people wanted to exchange them no one did we even my sister brought like a loom so we could make friendship (laughs) bracelets while we were in the theater and so we were doing that and no one wanted to trade with us i'm sorry Um, how big is a loom in my mind the looms i was like a travel size loom (laughs) She has her pocket loom? How often does she do this? Well, it's like a bracelet loom of, like, those, like, rubber bands that link together. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, and she had one for each of us, so we were looming in there, and no one wanted it, um, and, I mean, I didn't know all the songs, so, like, I couldn't super get into it for every single one, like, especially when we get into, like, evermore midnights that's not really my era mm-hmm. um but I was also in like a really emotional mood so I was like sobbing throughout all of it. I don't know why but I was like that's so beautiful look at the costume change like look at the dancer with the body roll I don't know I was like openly sobbing and then I did continue to watch or like listen to Taylor's with music ever since mm-hmm. um i'm really big on reputation right now which was never my favorite album um but that might be the next one that she releases for taylor's mm-hmm. version um so yeah i saw that it was definitely an experience and i also i thought that my sister and i were dressing up there was a miscommunication there because i went super dressed up and she went in a shirt um oh, and no. what era like did you dress up as i went as red okay which was also very like i feel like they didn't do very much of red but that's okay um (laughs) but um yeah so that was an experience i think i might be a swifty now yeah i I, for sure um and then i watched spider-man across the Mm spider-verse um which is like the second animated one um which it's been a while now since I saw it but it was good I mean it's like I think a lot of the like I mean it's definitely good animation it was good story of like you know I'm not really big on like the multiverse stuff but mm-hmm. I think they did it well and enough with like enough humor that it wasn't annoying um 
but like I think it's important to note that it's like part one or something of two because it just like they didn't really leave with anything like accomplished or Mm -hmm. anything so um it's definitely like a setup so I feel like I can't necessarily pass judgment judgment on it until I see part two Mm -hmm. because sometimes movies will do that like setup where nothing really happens and then the second one nothing really happens fantastic beast um and um I never even finished the fantastic beast I I mean it's still going I think I know but I never even watched the third one the third one was better than the second the second one made me question life (laughs) um but Jason Schwartzman is in that as well which we've already talked about that guy um which is why I didn't bring him up for the the nepotism movie yeah (laughs) so Coppola big Coppola guy um Haley Steinfeld her paternal uncle is fitness trainer and actor Jake Steinfeld he um runs the body for Jake brand um body for and, Jake that's yeah but body by Jake oh sorry. okay body that by Jake. more sense <laughs> donate it's, your body to Jake it's like you it's not just science you go to the DMV and it's like your options for they're like do you want to be an organ donor yes and then it's like do you want to be a Jake donor <laughs> I feel like I've never seen this option before and they're like don't it's worry about idea. it this body is for Jake um, and then her first cousin is actress True O'Brien, who appeared in a television commercial when Haley Steinfeld was eight years old, inspiring her to try acting as well. She's like big on like Days of Our Lives, and she played Justin Bieber's model girlfriend in like a bunch of ads. So mm-hmm. big Nepo baby. Um, and then <laughs> I watched A Haunting in Venice um the new Poro Agatha Christie mm-hmm. movie which was not good no it's just I don't know I don't know why we keep on giving these elaborate backstories to like Poro like the first one was good I mean the first one wasn't good <laughs> murders on murder on the Orient Express I mean it wasn't I mean it was fine like it didn't go super in-depth into Poro which was I think for the better the second one goes like way too in-depth like, he has an origin story, which was not necessary. The third one, it's, like, here's Poirot again, but now he's on drugs. Um, and that wasn't necessary. Um, but it's, like, a Halloween ghost version. And they're, like, throwing this party for orphans. But as soon as they, like, let them into their little mansion, they're, like, you orphans might die. And they're, like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, so wasn't the biggest fan. And like my sister had read the book that it's based on and it's not at all like the book. They just like, I don't know. And I feel like that is like a little pompous when you're dealing with like the queen of murder mystery, like Agatha Christie, and you feel like you can like enhance or like change the plot of an Agatha Christie. Yeah. And everyone was like, it was so easy to guess because it wasn't an Agatha Christie, you know. Um, and then um, I watched the miniseries All the Light We Cannot See mm, I've heard on good Netflix. Stuff. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I it's one of my favorite books. So not at all like the book, really. Um, but definitely emotional. Um, it was also kind of annoying because... I really like Mark Ruffalo as an actor. Like his 
performance in Spotlight um, was brilliant, and I think he should have won an Oscar, whatever. Um, his performance in this, absolutely awful. Oh, no. He sounded like the Hulk. Like, he sounded like... Was he? Was he? Like, <laughs> no, but if someone, someone commented... Um, that like you know because one of the things they did is they like hired actual like blind people to play blind roles which was yay for the like minimum (laughs) doing the minimum um but then (laughs) someone said and they um pushed the envelope by also hiring an actual hearing impaired person um impaired person to be mark ruffalo's accent coach (laughs) Oh no. <laughs> it was really What accent awful. was he trying to do? French, maybe. Hmm. It was really bad. It was one of the worst things. Um so we can hire, I guess, blind people, but not French people. I don't know. <laughs> That's like, where we draw the line. We draw the line at the French. They were like, absolutely not. Because <laughs> they hired like because it's about like Nazis and like the war and everything. So they hired actual German people, but then they're like, fuck the French. I like um, that hard stance. <laughs> and then um, it was Diwali over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we watched our Diwali movie, which is A Little Princess, um, which is <laughs> the story of the little white girl in India. <laughs> interesting (laughs) which I don't know how that's what that says about me um in my family but that's what we watch every year (laughs) because there's nothing like celebrating Diwali by hearing a little white girl (laughs) tell the story (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's not that bad but it's like what an interesting choice um so like the actual I mean there is like an Indian character but I don't know if he has any lines he just stands there and then like a sitar plays (laughs) great it sounds like um maybe not fully representative of it's a good film it's a good film if you have never seen it um Mm -mm. it also has I read the book um, oh but it also has uh Sir Davos from Game of Thrones as the dad yeah and like yeah so i i I mean it's a family favorite especially around the holiday season um but the main character is like an heiress and um when she was a first year student at columbia she filed a six billion lawsuit against her father and her older cousins um for her money and for her brother's money um and she ended up getting $280 million in cash and were given more control over other trusts valued at about $170 million each. Hell and yeah. So she has not gone back to acting. <laughs> yeah, neither would I. <laughs> I think she just like charity stuff now, though. So That's Yay. nice. Um, anything else to add, Brooke? <clears throat> Nothing else to add. Where can they find us? They can find us at remake hot take on all accounts please look up our tiktok because the tiktok gods have declared that we are bad and we aren't we aren't we don't condone drugs we've never done drugs (laughs) (laughs) we do we condone bears doing drugs though 
um like I might at a certain age <laughs> yeah and I think like if they're like able to consent if it's legal in their state <laughs> mm-hmm. then yeah. yeah um where can they find you Maria they can find me at Maria Schwartz on all accounts <clears throat> Brooke where can they find you they can find me at b underscore bc cup on instagram that's it for us bye bye